Welcome to the fourth episode of PH Pod, a podcast brought to you by the Boston University School of Public Health and Public Health Post. My name is Nick Diamond, and I'm the managing editor of PHP. In episode four of PH Pod, Dr. Michael Stein and Dr. Sandro Galea discussed their recently published book, Pained Uncomfortable Conversations About the Public's Health. Dr. Stein is the chair of health law, policy, and management at the BU School of Public Health, and he's the executive editor of Public Health Post. Dr. Galea is the dean and Robert A. Knox professor at the BU School of Public Health. We start our conversation about the spark that lit the fire under Dr. Galea to pursue his work in public health. I am trained as a doctor originally, and uh, my interest in public health came very much from clinical medicine. I, um, I think I really came to it with clarity when I was working in Somalia and uh, dealing with uh, people who were acutely ill on a day-to-day basis. And I realized that my dealing with them was not really changing very much um, because once I left, that people would still get sick. And I became very interested in understanding how to keep people from getting sick. And uh, that's when I um, drifted to public health and I did uh, my training in public health and uh, I've been in public health ever since. Dr. Stein, you're also trained as a physician. What was the spark that lit the fire under you? So when I was a medical student training in New York City, we began to see the first patients with these odd and devastating infections coming into the hospital. And it was, of course, the beginning of the HIV epidemic, although we didn't know what the cause was at that point, and the underlying disease had no name yet, but we were scared. And soon enough, it was clear to me that this new form of immunosuppression was going to stay around for a while, and that it was an illness that was going to be related to sex and drugs that was going to affect my generation. I was a young person at that point. So I was hooked and moved on to uh, running an HIV program and investigating social issues ever since. Dr. Stein, in thinking about the title of your book, what is uncomfortable about the conversations that we have in public health and how can we make these conversations comfortable? So I, I would say following up on the last response, you know, we're in the midst of yet another epidemic right now of coronavirus, which is the third in my career after HIV and opioid problems. And and each one of these, it seems to me, opens up topics that if we address them honestly, have to make us uncomfortable and should make us uncomfortable because, you know, all of these epidemics bring up questions about money and inequality and power and death. And, um, you know, to use medical language, public health is about how we stay well and what's wrong with us. And, and, and public health also just asks exhausting questions like what do we value and what's dangerous in the world? So I think the conversations should be uncomfortable and we should be comfortable with that discomfort. Dr. Galea, the same question to you. How can we make these uncomfortable conversations comfortable? Yeah, I, I, uh, I think I echo Dr. Stein. I'm not sure they should be comfortable. I, I think ultimately, when you think about the health of populations, you inevitably end up thinking that you need to create the conditions that generate health. And creating those conditions requires 
tackling the structural forces that create health and create poor health. That means dealing with uh, unstable housing, with uh, inadequate incomes, uh, with uh, gender inequities, with uh, pollution of air and water, with uh, economies that are not fair, with uh, racism, with segregation. These are difficult topics. The, 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 uh, the, these uh, fundamental causes exist because of the way we have structured societies over a long time. And there are many vested interests in maintaining the status quo. That is true always. So saying that we want to tackle these forces means creating discomfort. So I think the very business of generating better health and populations with a lens on health equity is inextricably bound with discomfort. And in the preface of Pained, you reflect on Benjamin Franklin's Junto Club as a forum for a select group of his friends and neighbors to address the issues of the day. How is Pained like the Junto Club? Yeah, well, it's a, it, was a, it was a device really to uh, say that we are interested in engaging difficult, challenging conversations, difficult topics to illuminate a way forward. I think it, uh, it reflects... A, uh, a commitment to unsparingly tackle topics that we frequently do not put on the table. I think we had envisioned pain in this initial conception almost like a, a set of uh, dinner table conversation starters, and uh, which is why each chapter is so short. It was intended to say, take a chapter, read a chapter, and discuss it with people you trust, with colleagues, or with people you don't know as well, and if we all did that, it would take us to a better place in our collective understanding of how to improve the health of populations. Your book was written before COVID-19. Dr. Stein, how has the pandemic we are living through now affected the conversations that we have about public health? You know, it's been said that disasters are the great equalizer. And, and, and I think that's true about floods and fires and disasters that affect people randomly. And, and it's true really at the start of this epidemic, this pandemic as well, I think. But, but to me, once disasters strike, the results are not random. And with COVID-19, we see that because, you know, this is a pandemic that reveals inequalities about who can protect themselves and and who gets sick. And those populations that we know are vulnerable, the homeless, the disabled, the incarcerated, the poor, these groups are even more vulnerable at the moment. Um, after the immediate impact, after the overwhelming of health systems and whether they can be resilient or not, after the onslaught of death, you know, what COVID should be doing is bringing new vigor to those conversations of public health about how to temper the effects of inequality of, they should raise in us sort of that awareness of wanting and, and seeking a more just society, one that provides people with those things we know are necessary, food, shelter, healthcare, education, et cetera. Dr. Galea, do you also see this pandemic changing the way we talk about health? I, um, I've been asked several times in the past few days whether there is a silver lining, and it's very hard to say there's a silver lining in the middle of a pandemic, but 
I agree with uh, uh, Dr. Stein that um, this is sort of the the the, the third um, uh, pandemic of our of our lifetimes, HIV um, opioid epidemic, now coronavirus. I I, I actually think I would put in there uh, in terms of the third wave of shocks to the um, um, American national conversation, HIV. The, the onset of terrorism and domestic shores after 9-11 and now this. And I think these events do change the national conversation. Now, the question I think is, it changed the conversation in which direction? How is the conversation going to improve? How is it going to get better? And I think it will get better if we now start talking about the forces that really generate help. That would be a true silver lining. Will, 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 will we get there? I don't know, but um, the fact that we're having this conversation suggests to me that we're heading in the right direction. I, uh, I would love it if we can emerge from this period, and by the grace of God, we shall emerge, in uh, having conversations about the foundations that shape health, having conversations publicly about the gaps between health-haves and health-have-nots, having conversations publicly about the fact that there can be no health without paying attention to the underlying social and economic justice concerns that shape health in populations. And in some respects, the book was written, as you noted, long before coronavirus was a glimmer in our eye. But as I go back and read parts of it now, it is perhaps more appropriate than ever. Dr. Stein, earlier you reflected on your time responding to the HIV epidemic in New York City. What advice would you offer to the next generation of public health practitioners who will go on to change the way we communicate about health? Well, for me, public health is and will continue to be incredibly important work because it concerns at every turn our responsibility to other people. And I I can think of few kinds of work that offer such meaning to a our lives. I mean, the job of those who do public health work is to care for the public, which is a beautiful and positive counterpoint to caring primarily about what individuals want, which too often is the point of view that dominates our conversations. Dr. Glea, lastly, any advice from you to this next generation who will go on to change the way we communicate about health? I suppose I would love to see the next generation never lose sight of the foundational conditions that create health, to realize that there can be no health for one if there is not health for all, to keep in front of their minds that the health of populations is bound to the conditions around which we live, to realize that uh, compassion has to be at the heart of health and to recognize that uh, a world that does not elevate respect, justice, building a a sustainable ecosystem is never going to be a healthy world. I I think if we have a generation of public health professionals, scholars, doers, thinkers, who see that, it will lead us to a much better place. PHPOD features conversations with public health influencers, tackling topics that may be familiar but are sometimes uncomfortable. This podcast series is brought to you by the BU School of Public Health and Public Health Post, which informs and inflects the broader conversation on health and social justice. Every day we feature new articles about the state of the health of the population. 
Join the conversation on social media and subscribe to the PHP Friday Roundup to receive our stories of the week delivered to your inbox by visiting publichealthpost.org.